Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Sex podcast. Today I'm going to be answering your questions your sex-related questions from Instagram, because the other day I asked you guys, I put a Q&A box up and I was like, ask me a question. And I got so many really good questions. So I didn't have a lot of time to answer them on Instagram since I spend about one story per question and it just isn't enough. I also couldn't get to many of the questions. So I told you guys I would make a podcast episode on it. So here I am doing my thing. This is going to be a mix of some personal questions that you guys asked and sex-related questions. So let's jump into it. All right. Best book slash guide for giving oral sex on women? This is a great question, but unfortunately I don't have a specific book that I've read and therefore I could recommend just solely created for the purpose of teaching men oral sex on women. But I did read a I did write, I'm sorry, I wrote a blog, blog post that was first sent out to my email blast and the guys really loved it. So I was like, let me put this on my actual blog so I could just send it to guys who need it. And it's gotten, I, I got a ton of positive feedback from it from women and guys who went and tried the tips on their women. And it was really fun. It, it's I'm still getting feedback from it. So I'm going to leave that link in the description. It's called How to Eat Her Out by a Guy. By a God, how to eat her out like a God. Okay. And that is my blog that I wrote that helps a lot of guys, and hopefully it helps you too. All right. Next question. No question. Just wanted to let you know you rock. Aw. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are really nice. All right. What are you? All right. That is too personal of a question. <laughs> Not answering on here. Does eating pineapple work? Yeah. Eating pineapple. Eating pineapple, the the juice, the sweetness of the pineapple definitely does make you taste better for oral sex, so definitely go for it. Should my wife and I film our sex? Yeah, do it. Filming your sex can be fun, and as long as you trust the person, which this is your wife, so hopefully you trust her, <laughs> um, you should feel really good about it. I think women have to feel a lot more trust usually. Um, because that can be a very daunting thought to have their body on video doing certain things, right? But as long as you're with a partner and they are aware, because apparently a lot of women, um, or at least I talked to a bunch of women who were filmed or taken, like the guy took a picture of them during the act, during giving them a blowjob or in a certain sexual position, like from doggy, they saw the guy taking a picture. Like that has happened multiple times that I've just heard of from people I hope it has not happened to me but how do you know (laughs) like this is you know it's not funny but it's kind of you know it's fucked up so so yeah I think that when you trust the person you can feel good doing these types of things whether it's taking pictures during it or whether it's filming it and um and it could be really fun and sexy to watch back for sure all right do you listen to your own advice? That's an interesting question. I mean, I I do try to. You know, I try to live by my word and I try not to share anything that I don't think is best for people. I try to share things that would help people, things that maybe have helped me in the past or helped a guy I was with in the past. So I definitely do my best to listen to my own advice because I – you know, it's the stuff that I learn and the stuff that I try to put into practice too, which doesn't mean that I'm perfect or I don't have things that happen that I 
feel bad about afterwards, whether it's saying something, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time or having an argument about something ridiculous and really getting super defensive, you know, so all the things that I talk about, it doesn't mean that I never do them. It just means I'm, I'm mindful of them and I'm, I'm trying to be, be my best and do my best just as you guys are. All right. How does giving all these tips make you feel personally? Ah, another one of these. Um, it's fun, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I hope this helps them, you know, and it's not my job to make sure that everyone is helped by what I teach them, you know, same with my one-on-one clients. Like, it's not my job. My job is to help guide them in the right direction and to work with them like a team, like a team member, right? But it's up to them to take the action and the results that they see happen not on our calls, but happen in between our calls of what we talk about, what awareness comes up for them, what we talk about the, the best next steps would be. So, um, so yeah, I, I guess it's like it personally makes me feel like I have a, a big responsibility to help all you guys because of all the questions and messages I get and my clients as well. And I really care so much about my clients. So it's sometimes it's it's hard if my clients are having a, a bad day or a hard time with the process, it's, yeah, I could sometimes take it personally, not like beating myself up, but just really feeling for them and getting very, you know, I have to like pull back emotionally so that I can help them the right way. So it's, it's definitely really interesting, uh, especially around the topic of sex, you know. How do you get over porn desensitization? That's a great question. I would say that pulling back from porn and using your erotic mind would be really helpful. Not only using your erotic mind, but putting yourself back in your body and just slowing down. Porn is so much about fucking fast and going hard. And and when you really get to tap back into your body, like your breath, the noises you can make, slow movement, um, masturbating in a way that's more likely to mimic a partner than just jerking super quick with your hand. You know what I mean? Like using, um, and I was just talking to this, I was just talking about this with someone where it's like using a fleshlight to, to kind of fuck the fleshlight and move slowly so that it, it's more likely it's closer to replicating a vagina. Um, and you're, you know, you're thrusting into the fleshlight or you're thrusting into your hand. So it's it's kind of changing the way you're masturbating, but also allowing yourself to go very slow and use your erotic mind to come up with images or thoughts that maybe you've experienced in the past that made you feel really connected to a person. And it wasn't just about the fuck. It was about the slowness. It was about the connection. It was about the depth. And, and when you... You know, it's like using strategies like this. It's it's like a muscle that needs to be developed. So to go from porn to using more of your own erotic mind for arousal means you just have to practice. So in your head, you may keep jumping back to porns or images that you want to get out of your head um, because it's just all about speeding up and like, you know what I mean? So I would say to start with getting back in your body, get back in your breath and try your best to use your erotic mind in the way that you think and in the way that you that you masturbate. And then practicing that solo for a little bit and then bring it to a partner and see if it changes the way you experience sex at all. But this is a big topic, but that would be my my first step I would give to you. Um just started following. Thank you for the work. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for following. What can I do to climax faster? Delayed ejaculation often has to do with lack of trust. Um, it has to do with, it could have to do with a lot of things, right? But what I've experienced working with men is that a lack of trust or vulner- sense of vulnerability can hold a guy back from letting go to climax and and also I think that's one point I think another point is really understanding your phases of arousal like where is your 
what typically gets you to your point of no return? You know, when you think about what gets you to a heightened arousal state, what's usually happening? Are you breathing really deep? Are you thinking about something? Are you in a certain position? So just acknowledging the thoughts and the physical feelings behind that peak when you do when you do hit peak arousal, like try to understand that a little more. I think point three is being able to receive pleasure and not constantly be thinking about just giving to her, your partner, because this also holds a lot of back, a lot of men back from orgasm and ejaculation because if he is constantly if you're constantly thinking about pleasuring her and it's just always always about her and your pleasure you just tell yourself oh her her pleasure gives me pleasure like that's that's great and i think i think it's great when guys say that but at the same time you guys have to understand like what does turn you on though like what what do you need in terms of arousal because it's it's great if she turns you on by her being turned on but but you also want to know your body and you want to know what things that you would like to ask for in bed and not have to feel bad asking you know because pleasure is not just a thing for women pleasure is to be experienced by both of us so i hope that helps where did you get your sense of humor from you are so funny and positive <laughs> That's funny. Because I never, ever thought of myself as funny, ever. <laughs> it's just, but then I'll get the compliment and it's it's nice. I like it. I, I don't know. I, I mean, my... I honestly had... I had a friend growing up. She was my best friend for a while. And I honestly think a lot of my sense of humor came from our friendship because... He would just like make voices to intimidate people and uh, intimidate, um, imitate people. And and we would be so animated when we did it. And it was we were so obnoxious in the way that we talked. And it just became this thing that we did around other people eventually. And people would laugh when we did it. But it was our way of communicating and it was our way of storytelling. I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of like the way I imitate and tell stories and laugh along the way has to do with that relationship with her because we did that all the time. Like that was nonstop. So it's funny. Is it shameful to be a virgin at 28? What am I doing wrong? No, it's not shameful at all. Everyone has their time when they're ready and when their body's ready, when their communication skills are ready, when their their partner, whoever they meet is ready. So I truly believe that everything happens according to plan, you know, but we can question ourselves as to why certain things aren't happening that we feel we would like to experience. So I would ask yourself, you know, what am I, what could I be doing to meet a sexual partner that I'm not doing? Is there anything I'm afraid of when it comes to approaching women? Is there anything that really makes me feel shame in my body where it's not allowing me to open up with sexual confidence? Why is it important to me to lose my virginity? Why do I think it hasn't happened so far? Asking yourself questions around it will give you some answers. You know, I I know that may sound weird, but... This is how when we question ourselves and we ask ourselves why we're here and why it's important to us and what do we what do we think is blocking us? You know, what do we think the major block is? These are all really powerful to give us some guidance of of direction of moving forward. So, I would say definitely take the shame out of it. There's no shame and you don't want to attract a sexual partner from a place of shame. So I would, I would honor your, your sexual progress to this point. And that just means be grateful for what you do feel good about sexually and try your best to focus on that. What makes you most sexually confident? How can you lead with that on your next date? 
Favorite movie, favorite band. All right, my favorite movie, one of them is The Shawshank Redemption. Great movie. Um, favorite band. <laughs> right now, it's The Wombats. I'm like obsessed with The Wombats right now. Um, but Eminem is my favorite singer. Band. I love the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> I actually haven't listened to them in a while, but I do love them. Okay, we'll stop there. <laughs> Asking wife to do swinging. How can I warm her up to try it? You definitely want to make sure that she's into the idea. This can be a really tricky experience to navigate if both of you are not on the same page. So I would say to warm her up would be to... When you're talking dirty or you can start talking dirty while you're having sex and just play out a fantasy of watching another couple next to you. And then maybe that's the first time that you guys dirty talk during sex. And then the next time you have sex, maybe you take it a step further and you talk about that couple coming over and like switching. And you pretend to be the other guy. Fantasies like that that are played out in the moment to get each other excited can be really powerful and when she's in this aroused erotic state she's much more open to the idea of it right so if you can open up to the open her up to the idea of it in the moment when in in a safe place she's with you then when she's when you guys talk about it again she's more likely to be keen to the idea so you could try that out may work may not but try it out Okay. Do you do online coaching for out-of-state guys or is it all in person? No, it's actually all online. I used to see some clients in person in California, but I, I don't do that anymore. It's all online. And you can, find, you can find my programs and what I have to offer you guys on my website at stephanieganowski.com. Favorite book classic. I honestly love How to Win Friends and Influence People. I haven't read it in a really long time, so I should probably read it again because I, t- I always tell people that's one of my favorites. <laughs> like, maybe I don't like it anymore. <laughs> but no, I'm pretty sure it's a really good book. I just, it's been a while. I also love Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. That's definitely a top favorite. It's just so inspirational. I love him. I think he's awesome. Okay. My girl doesn't like me going down on her due to childhood trauma. How can I overcome this? Oh, that's sad. That's hard. So I like, first of all, how you ask the question, how can I overcome this? Because it shows your empathy and your understanding that she may never be okay with that and that she's dealing with something and that it's a matter of you getting your mind clear around how can I move on from this idea so that I don't make her uncomfortable, right? You want her to to feel safe with you as safe as possible and be able to open up sexually as much as possible with you. And that's of course, respecting her, her needs and respecting her trauma and what she's going through, still going through after something that happened. I would, I would first of all, I mean, of course, this is just, these are options you can take, but asking her if she would be willing to get help around it, not for the sake of you being able to have oral sex, but just to show that, and even wording that, like this isn't about oral sex. This is about, I, I want you to, I want you to feel your best sexually because I love you and I care about you, you know, coming from that place. Because I feel personally what I've experienced working with guys and talking to them is that when they feel in an awkward place of a vulnerable, vulnerable circumstance like this, a lot of guys will just say like, oh, are you okay? And then they just avoid the the topic. So I think with you opening up to talking with her about it and just showing her like, hey, I want to be here for you. And of course, you don't have to talk about it. But if if there's anything you want to talk to me about and get off your chest, I want you to know that like I'm I'm all ears and you're totally safe with me. And opening up that vulnerability that vulnerable space to her 
and knowing that you truly care and you want to understand her. And uh, not being afraid of the details, you know. And if she says no, then asking, talking if she'd ever get help or consider getting help or maybe she is getting help. And yeah, so I think emotionally, to be emotionally there for her would be to have those conversations and with no intention of getting oral sex, but just for the intention of really caring and trying to show that she's safe with you and that you care about her um, and she can sexually trust you. Right. It's a, it's another way to show trust or to to build trust within a, a relationship. And then when it comes to you just overcoming it, you know, it's using other other methods of stimulation, maybe trying toys, trying. Maybe she'll let you kiss her inner thighs, um, maybe not, um, but but really exploring with other ways to give each other pleasure because it's like for most of us, sex is so linear, right? And it's like, okay, well, first we have to we have to go down on each other and then we have intercourse. And or first there's like some foreplay we make out, then we go down on each other, then we fuck, and then we're done. And that's just the same for so like it's how so many people think of sex. It's how I thought of sex until like last year. <laughs> like, you know? Um so it's it's very easy to just get caught in this loop of like, oh, wait, well, there's only one way to have sex and now I can't do two out of the three ways. So how do I get around this, you know? And that's, I think in this way, you're thinking of it a little more linear where you, this gives you an opportunity to explore a little more besides the emotional conversations that you can, if you feel like you're ready or she's ready or if it's appropriate having those conversations, but also looking at sex as, wow, there's so many other things we can do. There's so much, there's so much we can do in terms of just breathing, breathing with each other, like deep breathing on each other while we're like rubbing against each other. That is something that's so underrated, like the pleasure that can come from simply breathing at the same time with each other, looking each other in the eyes and rubbing against each other. There's things like that, that we just, don't think about because it's not important and it's not what people talk about but exploring different parts of our bodies sometimes a simple hand caress can turn someone on dramatically but we don't know that if we don't try we don't know what we don't know <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's it's this is you know look at this as okay I'm get this will help me explore other options giving her more massages, stroking her hair, like whispering, licking in her ear, whispering certain things to her, playing out certain fantasies together, um, doing some doing some role play, you know? So, yeah, I think there's so many things that that we can try that we just we just don't because we think about sex a certain way. So, hopefully that helps you. I'm 50 years old, never been in a relationship. I don't have any confidence in myself and I'm insecure. I'm sorry you're feeling insecure and that you don't have confidence, first of all. And I know this is probably hard for you. I want you to think of it in terms of what is your relationship like with yourself? How do you feel about yourself when you're by yourself? This is really such an important question, I personally believe, because when we feel strong in ourselves and we feel really good about the life we try to live and the person we try to become every day, we, we carry this certain energy. And when we have so much love and appreciation for ourselves, we tend to share it with others. When we feel really confident about doing a certain task or building a certain skill, we, we carry ourselves differently. You know, we stand taller. We feel, really, we feel really confident and we're more likely to take risks and go out there and talk to people knowing that, hey, if this person turns me down, I'm okay with me. I'm okay going back home, being by myself because I like spending time with myself and I, I love who I am. So... I would start by exploring the relationship you have with yourself. 
and understanding what you love most about yourself that maybe you don't give yourself credit for or you don't acknowledge as much as you could. I would start there. Start with loving yourself and understanding what that looks like. Maybe it feels really far away right now and you're like, I can't even imagine that. But really try to. Try to paint a picture of that and try to understand what that looks like and feels like and really feel it. And when you feel that, it's going to change the energy that you share with other people. I hope that helps you. Um, What got you into being a men's coach? Long story. I should really do a podcast on this story because there's so many parts and I get that question all the time. But um, yeah, thank you for the question. I... I would have you for now just go to my story highlights on Instagram and you'll find a mini version of my story of what got me here. But I should do a podcast episode on that. Left or right Twix? (laughs) I would pick the right because I'm a righty. So that's what comes to mind. I love Twix too. What's your favorite pizza joint in New York City? Oh, I just found it and I'm super stoked about it. It is... (laughs) It is Joe's from the West Village. So good. Oh, my God. So good. Ah, Now I want it. Oh, my God. I might order it tonight. It's Friday. It's pizza night. All right. I've always had a curiosity in asking my wife what she thinks about having a threesome, but afraid. I would do do the same thing that I told the other guy to do who asked the question about swinging. Try to create a role play fantasy during the sex and see if she goes along with it or see how she reacts, you know? And I know that this is different because, you know, some of you may be thinking like, okay, but that's her aroused state, which may be totally different from what she really wants. And that's true, but it does give you an idea of how open the person is. If she is so closed off to threesomes, then even in her aroused state, she most likely will be like, no. Or if she knows like you have an idea of it, but she's, she won't, go into the fantasy with it if that's the case if she doesn't want to but if she's open to it she'll play along and then after right after sex which is the best time to talk about sexual experiences and ask questions is to you would ask a question like hey what if that was what if that was to really happen would you like that like if that was to what if that really happened you know that's a good way to just start the conversation and see where she's at Um, what percentage of these do you think will be appropriate (laughs) the questions pretty much all of them (laughs) like I honestly didn't get there's so many questions and none of them are inappropriate I'm pretty sure I saw all of them but um but yeah I'm I'm always so thankful for that guys like when you you're just respectful of me and respectful of you know my page and what I do because it really just helps me to keep going when you know when at first there's, there's so many people who think I must deal with so many creeps a day. And I'm like, no, I honestly get so many really good questions and so much support and gratitude that it's, that's what's overwhelming. Like sometimes it just, ugh, like I just want to share that I've been off Instagram s- stories for like a couple weeks because I've been working on something that just has been taking up a lot of energy. And um, so I was off my stories and then I came back Meaning I was off stories. I wasn't sharing a lot of like tips and the stories and I wasn't talking a lot in my DMs to you guys um, since most of you are from Instagram. So that's why I say that. Um, but this week since I got back, my energy has shot up again where I'm just like, oh, like I'm so happy. I love talking to them. Like I love answering really quick questions in the DMs because sometimes it can, you know, there's a lot. But um. But yeah, it just made me so happy to reconnect to all of you. And that just shows what a great group of guys I've attracted to my content. It makes me really, really happy. So thank you. My wife says she doesn't feel connected. Any advice? Yeah, I would say that asking yourself what connected her to me in the first place. Like going back to what what life was like when you were first attracted to each other? You know, I think this is a really underrated question to ask 
because a lot of guys will think, well, it was so different. We were younger and like blah, blah, blah. And they go straight to the context. But if you look at the behaviors within that context, most likely you can repeat them. So I would ask yourself, what emotionally connected us when we first met? What did we talk about most of the time? How did we look at each other? How much physical interaction was there that didn't relate to sex, just physical interaction? You know, a touch here and there, a spank on the butt, hugs, kisses. And bring yourself back there and ask yourself, how can I, what is one thing I can do this week to emotionally connect more with my wife? Or if you guys are having conversations where she's literally telling you, I don't feel connected, asking her, what makes you feel connected that I'm not doing anymore? Or just what makes you feel connected? And she will give you the answer. I mean, sometimes women honestly say, I don't know, which puts you in a hard, hard place. But if she's telling you, I don't feel connected, and you ask, well, what does make you feel connected? You respond with curiosity instead of feeling rejection then you open the door to getting answers that you can use to feel connected again. So try that out. What's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? (laughs) I love this. Oh, I don't think I have anything strange. I literally know everything in my fridge. Honestly, the strangest thing is... (laughs) There's nothing strange. I mean, I have, I have like a really, this is probably just strange in general, but I have a, like a nice Tupperware set, but one of the bigger pieces, and there's only four pieces to it. It's like this nice glass Tupperware that I love, but one of them, like the bigger ones always is used for Pico's food because I cook him ground turkey every week. And then that's like, that's his container. So like, like when people come over and they see me take it out and I'm like, oh no, this is for Pico. Like this isn't me. <laughs> That's probably like the weirdest thing is that Pico's food is like, sometimes he'll be eating like ground beef or ground turkey. That's what he eats, ground turkey. And I'll be having like pasta. And I'm like, why are you eating healthier than me right now? <laughs> like what is going on? <laughs> But um, but yeah, that's probably the strangest thing only because I'm very clean. I'm a very clean person. So my fridge is like you can it's just super clean. And I eat. I do this weird thing where I eat until the fridge is basically empty. Uh, and And then every two weeks I refill it. So every two weeks on the same day at the same time I go shopping for food. And then when the two weeks is over, all my food is gone and I go and <laughs> to repeat my two-week pattern so it's like this really weird thing I do with the food so I don't have any weird food I just have weird things around food I guess <laughs> would you rather have 10 hobbies or one passion one passion hands down one passion there's nothing that fills you up more than passion I really believe that I think like hobbies can keep you busy and they're fun and they're great but passion lights your soul on fire like that is so corny but that's what it feels like it feels like oh shit like yes you know it's like a smile like I just ah, that's what happens (laughs) I don't get that from hobbies I don't get that feeling from hobbies but I get that feeling that like intense feeling of gratitude and excitement and acknowledging myself for things and receiving comments from people who I helped like there's no better feeling than putting a passion out into the world and have it being heard and helping people like I don't know anything that could possibly feel better than that for the rest of my life um would you rather throw away love or money money because there's nothing better than I don't think there's anything more important in this world than relationships. I really don't. I'm not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking all. Like when I think about gratitude in the morning, because I do a meditation on gratitude, what I think about are people. Like my whole gratitude meditation is people. That's like it. 
And then when I think about exciting things, even if I think about reaching money milestones, it's me celebrating with people I love. It's me on the phone screaming and telling people that I love and then getting excited to take a trip with someone I love. Like, so that's always, that's always going to be it. It's really interesting too, because I had a money goal for a long time. And then last year I hit it and it was like, it's still not even compared at all to the relationships in my life. And it's just interesting when you think it's going to make you feel a certain way and then it just doesn't. And you're like, wow, like still all that matters are people. Like that's it. Relationships. Who would you love to have dinner with, past or present? Uh, George Clooney. <laughs> no. um, I would say Sarah Blakely. She's the inventor of Spanx and the first female self-made billionaire. I just admire her so much because she is so goofy, but so genius at the same time. And I love how her husband, Jesse Itzler, will call her, um, what do you say? He says half Einstein, half Lucille Obal. And I think that's the cutest, best description of her because she is so smart and so passionate, but like so goofy and silly and has all these blonde moments. Um, I could say that because I was a blonde and I had my own. <laughs> but like, just like she's just so silly. Like, I don't know. I think she's such an inspiration, like as a mother, as like what she does with her with her impact and how she creates impact in the world and how she makes women feel and yeah I just think she's genius and also so human and I love that and I I would love to yeah I would just love to have a conversation with her and follow in her footsteps I think she's really really inspirational okay what's one thing that you thought was true but wasn't related to sexology. Um, I honestly didn't know. I What I thought was true was that orgasm always went hand in hand with ejaculation when they don't go hand in hand. So I thought that was really interesting that there are men who can orgasm, sometimes orgasm without ejaculating, but also ejaculate without orgasm. So that was a really interesting fact for me. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Ooh. Um, oh, shit. Am I on the timer? I would say... I would say don't underestimate the power of learning every day. If you can learn something new every single day, you will be a happier, more fulfilled person. I truly believe that. And practicing gratitude every day is another habit that I put myself back into and it's it's just been so life-changing in such a short amount of time like it makes me wonder why I fall out of the consistency of it but to learn and to feel gratitude and be a good person want the best for people you'll always be blessed in your life um yeah that's what came to mind but I would probably plan better I had 30 seconds and I knew. Not a question, but thank you for all you do. Oh, you're welcome. Advice on premature ejaculation. I mean, I would say, you know, just one piece of advice is get to know your body. Like I mentioned earlier, get to know your peak arousal state and train your body to to calm yourself and to <clears throat> to breathe through the excitement when you're about to approach your point of no return. If you can practice with yourself while masturbating and not beat yourself up for it and just keep trying, I really believe that guys will see a lot of progress because what what often happens is Premature ejaculation is the main sexual concern of men, you know? So there's so many men where who have trained their bodies to 
ejaculate before they would like. And a lot of this has to do with sexual shame and just rushing the process and imitating porn. So if you can do the opposite of just slowing down the process and getting back in your body and being very mindful of how your body works and not getting upset at yourself and not shaming yourself, but just accepting yourself and knowing that you're going to you're going to practice as much as you can, then you know, when you're with a partner, you're going to feel a lot better about it. But practice with yourself. Don't don't be afraid to slow down the process with yourself and really feel into your body. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It's a it's a great thing. So try that out. How to thank you for your tips and informative reels. Aw. Um, I mean, the podcast review and just follow the information for yourself. You know, I think that's the best way to thank me is to actually follow through with the information, put it to action, and then when it works, just reach out and let me know and share your story. I think that's the best best way to thank me. What's your favorite food? Pizza and sushi. I can't think of anything, so I'll just say hi and have a great day. Aw, have a great day too. <laughs> Even though this is from like two weeks ago. Have a great day today. Is having sex four to five times a day too much? I mean, it depends on your partnership, right? Is your partner okay with it? Are you both enjoying it? Then it's not, you know, there's no right answer to how much should we be having sex? What is healthy? What is not? What's what's healthy and what's not? And what you should or shouldn't do has to do with your relationship and what you're okay with and what feels good to you. So that is my answer. I still get performance anxiety with my sexual partner. Any solutions? Um, yeah, check out my course, Overcoming Sexual Performance Anxiety. That will also be in the link in the description. Because there's a lot of guys who struggle with this, and this is so common. Um, it's very normal, but it has to do with your body seeing sex more as a threat than an enjoyable pleasure. So it's a matter of reframing your mind. And that's what my course will help you do. So come on in. I'm not getting properly hard in front of my girlfriend. She makes me horny, but I can't get hard. Something that can help is strengthening your PC muscles. So this is healthy to do regardless um, of whether you're struggling with ED or not, but to squeeze in with your the muscles that stop the flow of urine so you're just squeezing for a count of two and releasing for one if you can do that every day for at least 20 reps you'll be in a good position to sustain erection and be firmer in your in your erection so try that out and see if there's any progress whatsoever after three weeks you should see progress but doing it daily like it takes it takes some focus and practice, but it's worth doing if it's going to help your sex life. How to connect better with my partner if we're always working long hours. Is it okay to schedule sex? Yes, scheduling sex is awesome. There's no reason why scheduling sex should not be something that everybody does because it's, it's just as exciting. It's just a different way of approaching sex. You know, so when you schedule it, you actually build anticipation. You both know what's going to happen. You can plan how you're going to go into it. So I think scheduling sex is, I, I prefer it better than, than spontaneous sex, to be honest, because then I'm like, I'm getting hornier by the day <laughs> when I plan it like that. Um, wait, what was the question again? Oh, yeah. Is it okay? Okay. To how to connect better with my partner if we were always working long hours. It's not so much about what a lot of you guys think, um, people in general think, that connection needs a certain amount of time in order to fully be there, right? When it's really, what is the quality of the connection at the points where you can connect? What is the quality of your conversation, even if that conversation is five minutes, three times throughout the day? If the quality is high, 
and you're having a very intentional present interaction, then it's a great way. It's, it's a great connection build versus if you're just texting throughout the day, not really saying anything and not really being in the moment, then it's, it's not connecting. So I actually worked with a client of mine on this when he first started, when he first came to me, he was like, you know, she, she only calls me for 10 minutes a day now. And it used to be longer. And I said, well, how are the, how are the 10 minutes with her? And he said, well, they're, they're good. Like they're really good. And I said, why do you need longer? What are you missing that you feel you need longer than 10 minutes? And he was like, wow, that's a really good question. And it made him realize like, it's not about the amount of conversation. It's about the quality and how can he, what can he do in his power to enhance the quality in order to enhance their, enhance their connection when they had busier schedules. So I hope that helps. Biggest tip for getting intimate for the first time in a long time. Um, first of all, congrats for putting yourself out there since it's been a long time. That's awesome. And second, relax. Just relax and think about it like you're going to enjoy yourself and have fun. And have fun with someone else in a new way. So it's exciting. It's enjoyable. And and try to make the goal pleasure and enjoyment. Not not performance or orgasm. Go in with the intention of, I'm just going to have a really good time. This is great. I'm going to have a good time and I'm proud of myself for putting myself back out there. Because if you can go in with that mindset of like, okay, cool, this is great. And not, oh my God, I have to like, I got to make sure this works. And like, what if this happens? And what if that happens? No, you're just having a good time. That's it. So relax and have fun. What makes you truly happy? Hmm. I mean, I think uh, I mentioned two of them, which is my relationships and um, my job, my passion, my relationships and my passion. And something else that just makes me seriously happy are long walks. <laughs> like I love going on really long walks with a coffee near water. When I lived in California, I was close to the beach, so I would walk to the beach every day. And I would, every Saturday, I would take a four-hour walk. And it was the, my favorite time of the week because it was just me taking a four-hour walk by the ocean. <laughs> like, now that I'm in Manhattan, I walk along the, the, uh, the Hudson, and that's my new water walk. But once again, just hours with a coffee along the water, sometimes with good company, sometimes by myself. Most of the time by myself, actually, because uh, I would do it during the week, too. But but yeah, it brings me so much joy. It makes me so happy. OK, I got a few. How old are you? I am 30. I am 30 and I <laughs> I got four. How old are you in a row? I am 30 and I'm turning 31 next month. So oh. how tall am I? This is another question I got a few times. And I am actually 5'4", which for some reason always shocks people. People always think that I'm 5'7", or 7 feet. <laughs> I had this guy the other day and he was like, what the fuck? I thought you were 7 feet tall. <laughs> I guess it's your personality it makes you seem taller. <laughs> That's so funny. But I get that all the time. That you're 5'4"? What? I thought you were like 5'8". I don't know so that's really funny that always cracks me up trying to last longer for my missus she doesn't seem to mind but I feel terrible ideas okay so what with early ejaculation or premature ejaculation being the biggest sexual concern among men women for the most part hardly care like I mean we care but we hardly take offense to it a woman is much more likely to take offense to a man not coming at all than coming too soon. And if you ask the majority of women, most of them, and I read, I read up of studies on this, where the majority of women were like, no, I really don't, you know, as long as if he, if he comes and he feels pleasure and like he knows how to pleasure me, regardless of him coming soon, then it's fine. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. And a lot of women actually take it as a compliment where it's like, oh, I must be really hot. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, oh, I must be looking good today. Or like, oh, I knew like, you know, so a lot of women do take it as a compliment. I would say that myself as well, like I, I take it as a compliment. I don't care as long as, as long as it's, uh, as long as the guy just doesn't leave me hanging after that, then it's fine. And plus if he comes soon, like I had a sexual partner for a while who would come pretty soon, but I knew that we would still be having sex by the time his refractory period was over and he would be able to come again. So it's not like it just had to stop. Um, and he was very good at pleasuring me. So there was never an issue. Um, it was never an issue at all. And I just honestly saw that more as he's really attracted to me and yeah, I'm super sexy to him. So that's great. He gets so turned on by me, (laughs) but that's really how I saw it. And he was probably probably one of my favorite sexual partners ever. So it's, it's really not, if she's saying she doesn't mind, um, I would say don't, don't keep stressing it. Don't make it an issue if she's not making it an issue. You know what I mean? Don't add pressure where there shouldn't even be pressure in the first place. Cause there's just not, I would, if anything, ask your partner, you know, is there anything you want me to do? Is there anything like you've been wanting to do that we haven't done yet? You know, asking questions like that to change up the variety and not make it about your early ejaculation, but make it about, hey, like what else can I add to to our sex life if I feel like if I feel like I come really soon and then we kind of run out of options, you know, so play around with asking questions and being curious about what she what she wants to try or something. So that could be a good way to to move forward in your sex life together. But okay, there's so many more questions and I'm already like about an hour in. So So I'm going to stop here. But I wanted to mention to you guys that I'm considering starting a Zoom membership for questions because I get so many questions in the DMs and in my emails and um, just all over the place. And I I realize that not all of you either can afford one-on-one coaching at this time or it doesn't make sense to join my group because it's for overcoming sexual performance anxiety and you have other things going on. A lot of you just have questions like this that you want answered or that, you know, one answer could really help you out. And and also hearing the answers and questions of other men would have you learn so much. So I'm really considering doing two Zoom calls a month and doing a, a membership, a lower ticket offer of my coaching that can really help a lot of you guys. So if you guys are interested, send me an email and just say, hey, I'm interested in the Zoom, the Zoom idea. That's all you have to say, because I'm trying to see how many guys are interested as to whether or not I should even try to do it. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this somewhat personal Q&A form podcast episode. I had fun and I hope you learned a lot and I can't wait to help you more. So amazing morning, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. And I'll talk to you soon. I hope this episode helped you. If it did, I would love for you to leave me an iTunes review. It would mean the world to me. You can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on Instagram at Steph Ganowski. And before I go, remember, your sex life is as good as you make it out to be. Until next time.